The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, December 8th, 2017, season 13, episode number 87. Welcome to a very special edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And it is a very special day because it is the birthday of one of our very special guests, Miss Amber Garcia. Happy birthday, Amber. Thank you. Trying to think of it. Although you offended me earlier, but why? Thank you. you gave me okay. Maybe a year old. Let me ask. Let me ask a question. That's like, the wrong age, dear. For all those people out there, can, can you get the camera that that isolates? Oh no! <laughs> for all those people that. out there, just just take a wild guess. Like I'm sure everybody's gonna guess you're right there in that right where I said like it's in that that range. It doesn't matter about the range. You just it's just like the price is right. You can't go over. You, you can't. I should I should have shot a little under just to be. Just to be safe. Well, it's okay. Nick offended me worse the other day. He said I look 30. No, oh, but you don't look 30. He told me that, but... You act 30, but you don't look 30. <laughs> I don't know. Give us one of these Tommy John reads and see what happens. <laughs> Go to 16. Hey, get that thing ready, though, Kent, because we got it all week next week. December birthday. Yeah, it's a birthday week. It's, it's a good birthday month, really. Like, three of the four people on this panel are... Panel? Are is that what we call this? Yeah, we're do you want to call it a panel? What do you want to call it? Show? I don't know. Okay, three of the four people on this show, on air on this show, there you go. have uh, birthdays in the month of December. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, babies. <laughs> Thank you. You're next week, right? Yep. yep. Sam, Brian's next week. Yeah. Derek's later. A couple uh, weeks. I'm in a couple weeks. I'm at the end of the month. I don't there's think, somebody else. I don't think somebody else? Was a They'll make a row. I don't think. Yeah, yeah Mick, Mick. That's who it is. Mick. I, I was in November. Yeah. Scorpio. I, I'm saying I, November Des, what? Des Bryant, baby. November oh. 4. Me and Switzer and Des. Him Des Bryant, ba- baby. And Des have the same birthday. Oh, okay. I thought you were just saying he was Who do you Des share a birthday baby. with? Um, I don't know. Myself. Okay. <laughs> there can be only one. Everybody seems <laughs> to know who they share a birthday with. I don't. You don't know? That's something I haven't Googled. I don't. I know if you've done that. I've go- I've Googled it, but I don't share a birthday with anybody noteworthy. In other words, Nick is the only one that knows whose birthday. Oh, so who who shares He loves saying this. Well, uh-oh. Well, who is it? I don't remember, but you've said it several times, and I just well, don't listen. Well, when, when I, moved, <laughs> I moved here from Oklahoma uh-huh. in, like, in February, late February, and so my birthday is March 2nd. So I get there, and I'm in seventh grade, new school here in Texas. And they start saying, we have a very special birthday today. And I was like, wow, that really, how did they know? It was Texas, the state. The state of Texas. Mm. Independence awesome. Day, March yeah. 2nd, and Dr. Seuss. That's a good one. Bon Jovi, maybe. but And me. But you guys don't, I'm the only one that knows this? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Me and Kent, we know who our birthdays are. All right, well, good. Cool. Is that where you wanted to start the show? <laughs> no, but <laughs> happy birthday to you, Amber. Hopefully thank you, you have a great you. birthday, and we'll celebrate hard this weekend. As we head to New York, there should be no, snow waiting no, for us. So. No, huh? no. No what? Wrong statement. New, new. I'm sorry, New Jersey. Yeah. As we travel to New Jersey. And I would paint Short Hills, New Jersey, red. <laughs> I doesn't even sound right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just 44 minutes from, from Short Hills, New Jersey to Manhattan. Yeah. If yeah, ain't nobody to, going to I ain't doing that. Nobody's going to Manhattan. Oh, go to my office and see if you can find someone going to go. Oh, to yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, don't say nobody. 
There will be a few, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. Let's start off today. We, uh, we're going to get to a lot of different things, getting you guys ready for the Cowboys versus Giants, as we do every Friday. We'll talk about inactives um, and injuries. And then a little later in the show, Nick's going to take us back in time, and we're going to talk a little bit about the 2010 season. The Cowboys were 1-7, if you guys remember, during that season. Wade Phillips ends up fired, and uh, it, it began what would later become um, a Emmy-nominated uh, Deep Blue called Sunday at 4.15, uh, where we talk about a very similar situation what the Giants are experiencing this week. Cowboys experienced that back in 2010. Yep. Nick's going to give us some of the behind-the-scenes kind of details on what happened that week, all except for one, which I swear if he even goes there, I'm going to strangle him. But anyway, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show. Let's first start with some injury updates. Yesterday, Cowboys had three players that did not practice Lyle Collins, David Irving, Orlando Skandrick. We know Skandrick is probably not playing. I wouldn't even say probably at this point. I don't think he's playing. He's not playing. Um, But David Irving is the one that still kind of interests me a little bit because with the concussion, you kind of of wait and you see if if they kind of are limited once you get to Thursday. And the fact that he still was not practicing as of Thursday, is there a reason for concern for Cowboys fans that he won't play? Absolutely. Depends on who you ask. Anyone else, yeah, you ask. The people that have followed this team, like, you know, us, and we, we see what the, they do in this situation like this, you would think he's probably not playing. But if you ask Demarcus Lawrence, he's like, he's fine. That dude's <laughs> playing. He'll be out there. And then he, he said, like, he he had that concussion in the first quarter, so he played through that. And, uh, gosh, turn the cameras off. Turn the cameras no, off. No, no, <laughs> like, oh, well. He's like, but Dave is Dave. It's what he said. Dave is Dave. You don't always know what's going on with him, but he's fine. He's fine. He's kind of crazy anyway. So I don't know if he means fine for like life, you know, for forever, or just like for this game. Yeah, that so. Dave is Dave. Like that sets it up pretty well for David Irving. Like yeah. he, he's yeah, he's a little crazy. We well, said that here. Fair. That's I mean, Dave is Dave. Fair. It's I just if you're not participating by Thursday. That doesn't seem like a good sign to me. Probably not. I would I would say, yeah, there's cause for concern that he won't play. I'm not saying he definitely won't play, but I I mean, usually like with a concussion, usually a guy is practicing by Thursday. Zach Martin really didn't miss any time. Um, so for him to be out for two of the three practice days, uh, I don't think that's good. The but. tough part about it is even though you say a guy like, you know, Lawrence says that, or even if the the person himself says yeah. it. In most instances, when you're talking about injuries, you can sometimes trust that because the player's like, man, I'm playing. I'll figure it out. They'll give me a shot. Whatever it takes, I'm yeah. playing. Head injuries aren't that like that. Right. It's not in the player's uh, – d- the player does not get to make that decision. There are other people that make that decision for him. And so if he's not practicing as of Thursday, and certainly if he doesn't practice today, you would have to think at that point that there's a serious yep. risk that he's not going to play this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, Lyle Collins, he's had this back injury now for a few weeks, still did not practice as of yesterday. Is this still just a matter of give him as much time as you can, or do you think there's a little more here? Well, he, he didn't practice last week either. So, and he had, uh, no, he, he, it was a, that was just a full, a full week. But this is even more of rest after the Thursday game. And I, I guess it's just better for him to stay off his feet. I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to play. No, yeah, I think he's going to play too. I just don't know. But I think this is, yeah, this has turned into a let's just manage this the best we can type of situation. This is a give him, he may not practice much the rest of the season kind of thing. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he might be one that 
goes on IR before if they if they lose if they lose games and they're out of the playoff race I could see if he's going to have some kind of surgery it just seems like he might same with Tyron too on the back yeah I just hate when you start getting into situations where you're having to have surgery on your back well I mean I hate when you have situations when you can't practice yeah you got to get I mean but sometimes with back injury it's a matter of give it time yeah time to heal time to rest and and then it's okay but you know, I don't and, I, and I'm jumping the gun. I don't know that. I don't really don't know. I could see Tyron more than Lyell because Tyron fought through this and fought through this, and then Lyell, this is kind of the first year we really noticed mm-hmm. that from him. Yeah. So. But that usually doesn't heal. I mean, once you have a back problem, you're going to have a back problem the rest yeah. of your life. But but I think there's sometimes when it the, the issue that you're having with your back, it's a – it's one of those situations where it, it doesn't have to be operated on. And I yeah. think that doesn't yeah, mean you're not yeah, going to yeah. have chronic problems the rest of your life. Uh, but I do think there's sometimes when you won't have to necessarily have surgery. You give it time, it heals, and mm-hmm. you're able to, to get back to doing whatever you're doing. And then there is the pro- there's always the possibility going from there that, you, that it might flare back up, right? Um, and so, I don't know. I just When you start talking about back surgery, really back injuries for guys that are at their level of their career, that does concern me. I think about Troy Aikman, actually. Aikman, in like 93 or so, he had some back issues, had to take cortisone shots and stuff, and he played eight, nine more years, you yeah. know, so. Doesn't mean it wasn't hurting him at right. times, but, you know. Right, and then, still you know, managing. Romo, you know, he fought through it for several years, too. Yeah. I would guess that uh, they'll be, I mean, they'll be managing this for the rest of the year with Lyle. That's that's the upshot. Okay. Yeah. How about the uh, the guys that were limited in practice yesterday? Any of them uh, stick out as as potentially not being able to play? You got Bryce Butler with a foot injury. Malik Collins has been kind of limited for a while now with a foot injury. Justin Durant with his concussion. He goes back to limited. That should be a good sign for him. Uh, Sean Lee, hamstring, we think he's going to play. And then Tyron Smith, uh, again, with the back. What do you think of those guys? I, I, when I think of Durant, I think of Sean Lee coming back and, and, and Hitchens, and they really haven't had all of those guys active. So with him coming back from a concussion, I, I would think he would be your guy that would be inactive this game. I don't March Lillard, too, or, or him along with him? Him first, and then March Lillard if you, think if you need, need you know, help. I don't so. think Durant even wore a helmet to practice yesterday. Like, he was out there running around, and he wore a jersey, but he didn't even have a helmet on. Like, I, I think they're just – So he wasn't, he wasn't taking part in that. You're not saying he was out there with the rest of the team practicing, and they got on helmets, and he doesn't have on a helmet. Well, the, theoretically, yeah. Like, he was out on the field without a helmet on, but he wasn't taking part okay. in all the same yeah, stuff. That's what yeah, that's no, They didn't send him out there with no helmet on. Like, he just – you don't need a helmet. Just he was don't wear a, he it. was very limited in what he was doing. Got it. I believe. Got it. So <laughs> that's all. I, what? Hey, nothing. you're getting Sean Lee back. I got nothing. You are getting Sean Lee you back, and, Sean and Lee. that that you put Sean Lee and and Anthony Hitchens out there together. I think. I mean, how many games has it been? How many games have they had with the two of them this season? Oh, Denver. Is that it? No. No, I was no. About to say that well, would be horrible. But Hitchens wasn't even back for dinner. Yeah, I was about to it say it would have been oh. um, San Francisco, the three-game winning streak. San Francisco, Washington, both of them during the three. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then what was the third game? I'm Washington. What was the second game? Washington was the second game. Then Kansas City. Kansas City. Sorry. Yeah. And then Lee got hurt in Atlanta. So they're three and zero when those two guys are playing. 
All right. Sounds so right. he get him back, and you go on a five game win streak. Awesome. I mean, I think I think that makes a really big difference. This week, maybe not as much as others because the Giants are really bad on offense. But you've seen. I mean, they're one in five in games when they don't have Lee, and five and one in games when they do. And then I, you know, Hitchens has had an outstanding season. He's got yeah. he's got sixty tackles, even though he didn't play for the first time until what Green Bay. Like he's playing really, really well. He had probably the game of his career last week, one of them at least. So let me ask you a big question. Right now, if you had to make a decision on him, are you trying to re-sign him? Yes, but it's hard for me to specify because, like, I I, I, I couldn't tell you what his money is. Yeah, like I, I don't know what type of price he can command. I don't. So, but I mean, like, you look at a guy. Barry Church did it longer. But I think in terms of like their skill set and their talent level, it's probably similar. Like, you know, we had that argument in the offseason, like not a Pro Bowl player, but probably about as good as you can be without being a Pro Bowl player. Which those, those kind of guys are, are valuable if you got a couple a point. Pro, Pro Bowl players with them, right? To a point, yeah. I yeah. mean, if you got him with Lee, that's a heck of a player to pair with Lee, right? I would love to sign Anthony Hitchens to a deal that paid him like. Five. Four or five million dollars a year. Yeah, I don't know if that's. You realistic. think the market? You just don't know if the market's going to say that. Yeah, I, I, it's free. Like it's, it's like the draft. Like all it takes is one team to decide that you're worth this amount of money, and the whole Barry thing Church. changes. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So, I would love to have him back for the right price. That's all. But I mean, I don't know what that price is going to be, and I doubt, I doubt they do a hundred percent either. You know, because he, he's one of those players that he's got to fit the scheme, and and. You know he's he's really tough. Um, I remember when when they drafted him in the fourth round, there was a lot of people at that point thinking, "God, that's that's too high for him. I don't have him anywhere on my sheets and all this stuff." And but Marinelli's like he he fits what I what we do. I love his toughness. I love the way he, he reacts. And there's going to be some teams that maybe think that way. I don't know why I keep thinking Pittsburgh would be a good spot for him, but they don't ne- necessarily pay a lot. They also like their linebackers to blitz, right? From all over, even the middle linebackers. I don't know if that's something he's well, shown here that he does particularly well. I think he's a three-four inside linebacker myself. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I would play him if I were him. I'd go to a three-four. When he played middle linebacker, he racked up a ton of tackles. I think he would be pretty good there. He can do anything. He, he, wants. he can. He's all played all three spots here and done pretty well. But you know, I, I would I would sign him. I would try to sign him mainly because. I've got two other linebackers that are just hard to trust right now from a from a health standpoint. Does he not fall in that same category a little bit? Really? No? Not really? He This has really been I mean it's I know it's the only games he's ever missed is this year. Yes, but but he's played injured a he lot. Has, he he's has played injured a lot. And and I, I think Everybody, for him I learned the hard way because I talked to him about injuries and, and he would walk you through all was, that. He was like I never missed a game in my career. Like, right? Yeah, you haven't <laughs> missed a game in your career. That talking? Like, I was just trying to get out of this. Like, yeah, it was bad. It wasn't. He was serious. I mean, he was really nice about it, but he was like, "Yeah, you know, I've never missed a game, so I don't know about the injury label." Really. <laughs> I mean, practice. You know, you miss practices, and it's hot in here. <laughs> it's like, That's gonna be a tough one because between Lawrence and Irving. You have more prominent contract situations, and then Zach Martin is another one. So he's like, I mean, he's a little ways down your list of priorities, probably. Which, again, 
they I bet they would love to have him back, but I don't know how much money they want to pay him or how much they can afford to pay him with all the other business they've got to tend to. And and I think it still is going to be to depend a great deal on what do they think of Jalen Smith and how much has he grown this season from the standpoint of getting better from that injury. If they feel like he's ready to take on a full load next year, then it's hard to go and pay Hitchens four or five million dollars a year, and you got Lee and you know because they're they're a nickel most of the time, right? Yeah, I just don't. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying they they kind of drafted this way. You know, they, they they drafted Damian Wilson. He Damian Wilson is supposed to to be playing at this point. You know, yeah. I'm just saying he's supposed he's just, to. but he's not right. And they've had injuries. He's had. There have been plenty of yeah, opportunities for them to want to throw for them to throw him in there, and they just haven't. Between Sean Lee being 31, 32, and having another injury battle season, and Jalen Smith being the great unknown still, I just don't think you can go in next season without spending some sort of resource at the linebacker position. Whether, yeah, I agree with that. Whether you want to sign Anthony Hitchens or use a draft pick one way or the other. And it sucks because maybe it'll wind up being redundant. Like maybe Sean Lee and Jalen Smith are both pro bowlers next year, but you can't afford to just hope that that's the case because then you wind up in a situation where if you don't have one or both of them, your defense falls apart, which and we've seen this year. In that kind of situation, I think I would opt for the the draft pick just because, again, that means yeah. that he's still developing while those two, and hopefully those two are ready to play, but you got this guy that's kind of coming up and developing while those two are playing. And if they get hurt, then he's got to develop a lot faster. But I I think I might opt to go that way versus paying. Because once you pay the contract, you've paid the contract. I, I think I agree with you. That's what I mean, there's a big caveat on that, which I think the world of Anthony Hitchens yeah. is just one of those things where I don't know if the money makes sense. And I think he I think for some team out there that would pay him probably what he's worth, they'd get a really great player for the money that he's worth. I just don't know if that fits for what the Cowboys currently have and what they're trying to do right now. I will say I've said all this same stuff about Terrence Williams last year, and he wound up back here for much less than I thought it would have taken to get him. So, yeah. But we none of us expected Church to get the deal he got. So it goes both ways, right? It, it it's frustrating how hard it is to predict the free agent market because it's important and fans want to know about it, and it's you know that's how you figure out what your team's going to look like. But it's it's almost unpredictable. Terrence Williams got a lot less than all of us expected. Yeah, but he he's still getting more than. I think he's producing right now. Uh, there's no doubt about okay. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no doubt. That was a severe discount, and it still looks like a bad contract at this point. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. right now? It, I mean, no, I mean. The, it, no, I get your point. I get he's you. not wrong. It's just that when you put it that way, it's like, yeah. yeah, I think you're getting a great deal. Yeah. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll quickly uh, run through our inactives list, and uh, then Nick <laughs> has a story for us. He's going to tell us a little bit more about this Sunday at 415 Last, I mean, sorry, 2010, what happened with the Dallas Cowboys in the same situation that those Giants are facing this weekend. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? 
It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's quickly run through the inactives. Um, I think we all agree that Orlando Skandrick will be inactive. I would assume we all agree on guys like Dayton Jones, Blake uh, Jarwin, possibly Trey Williams. Um, I would say definitely Trey Williams. Okay, Trey Williams. So you're at, you're at four there. I think there are a few that are kind of basically they'll be one of two guys. Um, I would assume Chaz Green and Lyle Collins, one of the two of them will be inactive. Everybody agree with that? Sure. Nick? No. 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 I mean, not with two guys on. You would the back. keep you would keep both of them I maybe think active. So. I think okay. so. And well, I'll let's tell you, defer I'll that. Tell you why in just a second. Okay, let's defer that decision. Um, the next one I would think about would be either David Irving, and if David Irving is inactive, would you would you make Daniel Ross yes. active? Yes. Yes. Okay. So one or the other. One of the two of them we agree will be inactive, um, and then you're basically left with a decision. Uh, you need two more spots. You got Justin March Lillard. Who, if you feel did you okay already about sit Durant? I did not. Durant's yeah, still out there. So, would you sit both of them? So, I guess your option is you can either sit both of them, or you can sit one of them. And whoever, if if Lyle is inactive, he's the other one. Or if he's active, then Chaz is the other Let's one. Not Which way would you guys Bryce go? Bryce Butler here. Butler was put on the injury report. There, it's a deep position. You know, they they don't get all those guys in the game. Very limited. He's been limited lately. This is not going to be a huge passing game, I wouldn't think. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Butler is the guy that's inactive and Noah Brown plays and they go with five. I mean, I, I don't know that. I'm just kind of throwing it in there. Let's let's don't throw that part out if you're thinking, man, I got two tackles that are back injuries. You know what? I'd rather just keep Chaz and Byron Bell both active. A good point. I think I, I'd keep Bryce Butler inactive this week. Just depends on how serious it is. What did limited. they do last week at tackle? As far as inactive, they was Chaz inactive last week. I believe so. I think he was. Yeah, because it seems like it seems like to me, even though Lyle's had this injury now for a little bit, it seems like they've been okay with the idea that when they're going out, they're rolling with them, and they're going to just have one swing tackle. Yeah, they haven't seemed like, and I, I wouldn't assume it's getting worse. Now you may know more about that than I do. But it seems like it's the same injury, and they've been okay these past weeks saying, "Hey, we're rolling with three. Yeah. 
And um, so I don't know if they, yeah. they would change that. This inactive thing is tough every week because we really don't know what yeah. they're doing with the trainers and stuff like that, the athletic trainers. Sorry. It's important. <laughs> athletic trainer it is an athletic trainer trainers off right. to the side getting you ready i wouldn't be surprised by either of those if if bryce can't go or i don't i think you can afford to sit those two linebackers if you need to especially i mean with sean and hitchens both being healthy right now they feel good about sean's hamstring that they don't think this is something that's gonna crop I, up on him during the game become a problem i would hope not i mean he has had two this year, but I hope yeah. if they cleared him to play, I hope that they feel good. That I mean, he's okay. had plenty of rest. Yeah. Get, I mean, it's been, it's been th- November 12th, so it's been basically a month. Wow. All right, um, let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about this, uh, this, this, this team back in 2010. Yeah. Um, they were facing a very similar situation to what the Giants are facing right now. They were 1-7. Um, Wade Phillips was the head coach. Uh, actually, one in six, and went to Green Bay, and just got blasted in Green Bay. Moved to one in seven. Their head coach gets fired, um, and then there was a week of preparation heading into a game uh, against the New York Giants. Nick, tell us about that week and the parallels, maybe between that yeah. week and what maybe the Giants are going through now. Well, when you when you talk about, like you said, you talk about the Giants that that were coming off a really good team, you know, a really good season last year, and then high expectations, and and the same for the Cowboys, the and finally won the in a playoff game in '09. You know, they had the stadium. 2010 it was going to be a great year, and it just wasn't. And yeah, Tony Romo got hurt in Week Five, but the the bottom was already dropping out for that team. Um, and it just it just snowballed, you know, and, and, and Wade Phillips had done a good job with this team, but then, you know, it's like you lose, keep losing games, you can't justify it anymore, and it's the same happened with the Giants. So they fired Wade after a really horrible game against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Everybody's watching, 45-7, you lose. I remember telling you in the press box in Green Bay, uh, I'm going to have to write this column that Wade Phillips needs to be fired, and I'm sitting in like, you know, 24C, and he's in 1A, I think I think he got yeah. got to come back that game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then you know, and then what happened overnight was pretty fun uh, for some. And then that whole week was just crazy. It was just a crazy week because he got fired on Monday, and you know, all hell broke loose in the locker room. There were some fights going on. No one knew what was going on. Jason Garrett gets gets announced as the head coach. He comes in, and they we we know about middle of the day about noon or one o'clock he's going to be the head coach okay everyone had speculated this he didn't do a press conference till six o'clock and you go up there and that you know you see the podium there was no podium until right then i don't even know where they got that there was podium. a table there was a table he sat Here's there wade phillips sat there bill parcell sat there campo i think everyone sat there garrett comes in and there's a podium and then you just knew a right, right then and there that things were different. You know, he kept us there until night. It's the first night press conference that we've ever had at Valley Ranch. And he said the term 415 six times, I believe, that whole Sunday week. Maybe three or four in that first press conference. You know, no one cares about we're one and seven. The Giants don't care. But, you know, we'll be ready to play a Sunday at 415. He kept saying, he kept reiterating, we'll be ready at 415. And they were. You know, that, that's the thing. They played their best football. And, and there was a lot more going on there, too. Marion Barber uh, comes in wearing jeans on uh, to the to the flight. Marion Barber, if you remember, he, you know, he, and you you remember this, he could dress. I mean, he he, yeah. he was, he would have all these awesome dapper suits and all that. But Jason Garrett was the head coach. He, he wore jeans. 
And uh, he after got, after Jason made it clear, yeah. the dress code was suit and tie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because suit and tie hadn't always been kind of right, it'd been kind of loose. Yeah, it'd been yeah. kind of loose underway. So he made it, sure, you know. And then you know, so Marion was making a statement, and then the Cowboys made a statement too by not starting him in the game. Uh, John Kitten is the quarterback. They go down. They 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 have the lead. They're playing well, and they're about to lose the lead until Brian McCann, rookie cornerback, goes 101 yard interception return, takes it back for a touchdown. It's like, oh my god, they may do this. Then we'll see. What year is this? 2010. Yeah. So. Then we're sitting in the press box and we're watching the game, third quarter, lights go out. The whole place for about five seconds. Think about that. And Think. remember, we're, we're in, in, New, we're York. in New York. This is post 9 11, and all the lights in the stadium go dark. I mean, it's, it's only like five seconds, but it feels a lot longer. Felt than forever. That. Yeah. Is this at the old Meadowlands or MetLife? No, this, oh, this is, is a new stadium. This is MetLife. Okay. This yeah, is like the first stadium. or second year of MetLife. Yeah. I okay. Think. So. Then most of them come back on, but there's a, there's a patch that didn't come back on, uh, so it's still a little bit dark. I know that they decided to play the game and or keep playing with it with the lights the way they were. The Cowboys scored another touchdown right off the bat, and but the funny thing was is Allen Ball safety for them <laughs> when when the lights go. Who's now a reality star, by the way? Is he? He's on like uh, what is that show called Survivor? Survivor? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's on Survivor. Survivor. Okay. Yeah, not the former, not the first former cowboy to be on that. Yeah. Anyways, he hits the deck like he didn't know he didn't know what was going on. Like he he hits the deck. He, he's thinking, you know, this is going to be a you know, what is it, bomb? No one knows. And all the players were laughing at him. All the players because like, when the lights come back on, yeah, he's still kind of laying down. And uh, at the end of the game, the Giants are driving, trying to get back in the game. Allen Ball picks off the pass and kind of seals the game. And so big win for you know obviously for Jason Garrett. He's from New Jersey. Played for the Giants. Played for the Cowboys, of course. His first game, and you know we did that documentary on it. It's Sunday at four fifteen is is the title of it for Deep Blue. And what was interesting to me was that he's waited his whole life to be a head coach. Every every assistant coach wants to be a head coach, obviously, or they should. And he he waited, 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 turned down a couple jobs a couple of times, and then when his moment arrived, boom, he was ready. And you know, Brian brought us to tell you some funny stories about it. You know, he's got his own version, but. But you know, he did. He he was ready to go. He was ready. Something he'd been waiting his whole life for. And all the things you hear and see today, he was throwing out in that first week. That's what's kind of amazing about it. So they talk go. about consistency, and we talked about it. It's a thin cool. line between consistency and stubbornness. Yeah. But he is extremely consistent. Like his message has been the same message yeah. from the moment he took over and walked in there to have that first meeting with the players to this very day. He still says the exact same things and reiterates the exact same understatement things. of your career. Like that he's consistent. Yeah. Did did he wear did he wear We're blue just gonna take it day by day. I think he did. Did I he think. wear blue sweats? I feel like he did. I want to say he had on blue sweats. It's in the blue, documentary. And a blue shirt. Yeah, I think, like I think like so. we we have that press conference. His very first one. I think he is. I've only ever seen Jason Garrett wearing blue sweats or a three piece. That doesn't a blue shirt like this one. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago to me. And I just we're talking about probably college and high school for these two. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was that was my senior year of college. I remember that, probably your senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. High school, I, I came. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, we just so, established she's twenty five. It's true. Twenty five minus just seven is that on the air though. Oh, <laughs> did we not? No, we thought, didn't. no, you're right. It's okay. 
Whatever. Yeah, it's okay for you guys. Of course it is. Yeah. Good. I got home from work that I remember. I got home from work on that Sunday night, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Let me like, go to DallasCowboys.com. No, I just was like, <laughs> "You, you brought you tell know, the story." Sorry, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Can I tell the story? Come on. Sure, tell the story. I, I wasn't even here. I I've heard this whole thing like eighteen times. We've we've life. told the story on the air. It's an old oh, story. Go ahead. Yeah. That same night. That Nick wrote that column, and everybody yeah. knew that Wade Phillips was about to get fired. Y- y'all let the domain name run out. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> I like how you say y'all. I I wasn't here as an organization. <laughs> as though as though if you Derek, were here, it Derek, tell change. tell the story. We get back to Green. We get back to Dallas. What two, three in the morning? It, yeah, something like that. And you know, I don't know. You, and I'm getting ready for bed, and I literally turn over to get into the bed, and my phone starts ringing. And I'm looking at the phone, and I'm like, I don't recognize this number. That can't be good this late at night. I pick up the phone, and it's our domain company. I mean, I'm sorry, it's our uh, hosting company um, that basically is saying, hey, by the way, it looks like we're getting a lot of alerts saying your website is down, and your website is down because the domain expired. And I'm like, surely that can't be the case. Um, but it certainly was, and I ran to my computer and found out that it was, it was definitely expired grabbed my credit card, and on the spot purchased DallasCowboys.com domain, which tells you that if if I would not have done that and someone else would oh have been available, that would have been bad. DallasCowboys.com <laughs> could have been owned by somebody else, right? Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so that was a rough couple days there because the, the thing that most people don't probably realize is that once something like that happens, like the Internet is just this web of a bunch of different servers around the world that all connect are all connected to each other that that says it, when you put in this domain this is what should show up right it points you to another server where the information is well the problem is once that gets wiped out then it takes like 24 sometimes 48 sometimes 72 hours for that to repopulate mm. and so for the next day two days three days there are people that are hitting dallascowboys.com and all they're getting is just a picture of some little girls little playing, girl soccer. playing soccer. It says this domain <laughs> and <laughs> is expired. And then not only that, but then the column that I wrote, the Dallas Morning News picked up the column and said even the Cowboys' own staff writer is saying this. So that that column, so they're sending people to Dallas Cowboys, right? And yeah. then our site is down, so it's like, oh my god, did they just turn the site off? Is that how bad it is? I mean, Jerry got so mad at Nick that he just said, "Kill the whole thing." Right, right. That was what people were saying. That could have yeah. happened in you know April or May, what any, day, but it happened right after the worst loss of the season, and you're about to have a coaching change. Yeah, just so much. It's so weird, but the the show, the league. Yeah, From on FX, I guess it was a fantasy yeah. football show. They came to training camp in two California. years later, maybe. Yeah, a few years later, and they they filmed an episode where that happened. Where they basically somebody just happened upon the domain and bought it, and then they were negotiating with Jerry, and so they actually had Jerry on the episode negotiating to buy it back. Everyone thought it was funny, but it Derek, wasn't so funny. Derek it was, was not funny. It was way too soon. <laughs> But um, still is, and in the documentary Sunday at four fifteen, it's not in there. No, we didn't need to put that in. It's not a part of the story. Yeah, it is. It's really not. It was the story. A crazy week. There was way more important and interesting things that happened that week. You know what was funny? Did you go to Giants.com on Monday? <laughs> no, good I point. Didn't, I didn't. Good either. point. I'm sure it's fine. No, all right. It was a fresh start in every single aspect. There you go. We had to Even get website. rid of the old yeah. and the refresh that. That's a hell of a spin right there. there you go. Garrett, yeah, Garrett, you know. Amber's yeah. the best. Ha! We're starting everything. I'm We're doing everything all the rest different. of y'all and oh. keeping Amber. She's doing everybody's job from now on. How about that? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> As though she doesn't right now. Hey, cool. Time is done. 
All right. Yeah, right. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our final break. We're going to come back. We're going to get some questions. You guys give us a call. The number's 214-872-2102. Again, 214-872-2102. Or you hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. We'll be right back. This is The Break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it. And your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, coming up later in the show, we're going to do our crazy predictions and our predictions for the game. Who uh, they, these guys think are going to win the game? Cowboys versus Giants this Sunday at noon at the Meadowlands. Um, let's go ahead and get to some questions. You can call us 214-872-2102 is the number. You can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. He knew I was Before we be get to that, Nicholas. Oh. I'm gonna Sorry, ta- I won't help you. I'm going to take it back today, okay? You know what, if you know what I mean? Nope, take it back. I don't mean it. It says right here to put Tommy John on your end zone. Hmm. So that's what basically what we're going to do today. We're going to take all of your other underwear, put it in your rear view mirror, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Tommy John is going to be your choice of underwear. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If someone asks you where to get the best underwear, you tell them. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. That blocks your, that's not safe. That blocks your vision. Why would you put your older underwear on your rear view mirror? In, in <laughs> your rear view mirror. But if, I'm just trying to mess with it. If you want to hang it from your rear view, I guess you can. Was there any? That'll be a little awkward. I tried to, I gross. tried to figure out, you know, from one of Dave's favorite words. I was trying to figure out the, how to get the word donk in there, but I. Donk? Donk. But I didn't. So I just referring those to those other ones. You know. I definitely could have put booty in here somehow. Yeah, you could I have. didn't. Oh, well. Maybe Tommy John for your birthday, Amber? <laughs> no? Not so much. Derek? What? Move on. All right. Because he's got an ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Kent's the best. <laughs> That's guy. not even. That can't even be in like the front page of the of the one. He had to like find that one. Douglas put it on the front page. I'm not joking. <laughs> I don't even know where that. He knew it was coming. I he knew no it was coming. Yeah. I think Douglas uses it more than I do. I have no idea. Because <laughs> he's got an ass. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I want to say you were like talking about an offensive lineman or yeah. something. Like no, that. probably some, probably not. Probably like a quarterback or I a wide receiver. Know. Somebody, yeah, definitely a wide receiver. I wish. <laughs> I wish I knew. We will move on. Um, let's go to the phone lines. We got a call from Jordan in Florida. Jordan, Jordan, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you hey. doing? Hey, uh, I'm a first time caller, long time listener. So, uh, thank you. First, I just thank want you. To say, I listen to you guys every day, and I definitely appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, so my first question would be about Byron Jones. Um, I don't think we'll pick up his fifth-year option, but I was wondering what you guys think about maybe strictly playing him at slot corner over these next four games and just kind of seeing how he, how he performs there. Um, and then second question would be uh, the ESPN playoff predictors. Uh, if Dallas and Seattle both finish at 10 and six, for some reason it has Seattle going in ahead of us. Um, so I just wanted if you guys knew why that was and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you guys. I think uh, is there anybody else 10 and six? That's, that's what you got to look at there. If there's another t- is there somebody else in a three-way tie? I don't, I don't know. That's in, in you know, the, the three-way tie. Yeah. Cause if the Cowboys and the Seahawks finish 10 and six, and it's just between them, it goes head-to-head, right? Yeah. Head-to-head is the first tie break. First tie break. When you bring in another 10-6 and six team, then you're looking at conference record, and that's probably why, if I had to guess. But if you're doing the playoff predictor, then you would have to go through and look at each individual yeah. result and who all is 10-6. and six. I mean, I'm imagine, so in a scenario where they're 10-6 and six, and then say the Falcons are 10-6 and six or whatever, then, yeah, like I said, you go to conference record, and the Cowboys' conference record – it's not great. I don't off the top of my head. I don't know what it is. It'll get if they win down the stretch. It'll get better, but maybe just doesn't catch up to what Seattle is. I don't yeah. again. I don't have all those numbers in front of me. So it's, I can't. we were talking about this at breakfast today. Like it's just the odds are not great. Even if they win out, the odds still are not super in their favor. Especially you know with stuff like last night with the Falcons beating the Saints. You really needed the the Falcons to take a loss last night. It would have been nice. So I mean, it they what really think about it. Y'all watch the game. I watched it. Yeah. What'd you think about the that call there at the end? I mean, uh, third and eleven or third and one, and they caught have a ten yard penalty. Oh, I knew you were that. losing your mind because you always think about those kinds of things with the penalties. And at first, I didn't really think about it. I was like, ah, eh, it's probably okay. But then when he went for it, it was fourth and less. No, than I love that I, the, the Falcons guy. I mean, he 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 won the game, but I mean, he should have. Right, right. You, I, I thought you were probably losing your mind that he didn't take the penalty. Should have took the penalty. Move him back because then but maybe moves him out of field goal range. They did win. They but won. That was a great. That was a that, that was a guy? tough question. Yeah. Deion tough Jones. Question. I was. I told Derek like my my conversion. Like I grew up a Saints fan, and I'm I care so little that I I had other plans last night, so I didn't watch the game. Then I got home and saw how it ended. And instead of being sad that my favorite team lost, I was excited because Deion Jones made a great play. I was like, yeah, Deion, all right. Oh, he beat the Saints? Ah, okay. He went to your high school, right? My high school and my college. Yeah. That's He's yeah. easily the best football player to ever come out of my high school. Yeah, He's a beast. Are you in the top five? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all two of my career tackles. 
<laughs> you made two. Wow. Like eighth grade, like not even like varsity football. When you made the tackle, like did you like grab onto him and they kind of drag you a little bit? And you know, finally when you come to your weight, when you're like, when you're third over, I'm like juju, like what? <laughs> when you're thirteen. Five six is not that short, you know. Yeah, you, like you I was, said you, you were, were one of the like big guys. Shaq. I was normal sized for like a year in high school, and yeah. then everybody else kept growing, and I stayed the same. And you're like tapping yourself, like, what's yeah, happening? Like, <laughs> Malfunction? <Tiny> like, <laughs> no. Why does looked, it not keep going? I looked at my four eleven mother and was like, yeah, this makes sense. This is it. Yeah, yeah this, this makes is, sense. I'm done. Mom. How far? How tall is your dad? My dad's like five nine. My mom's five foot or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> let's get to big gulps, huh? Let's get into another question here. Give us a question from Twitter. Everyone keeps sending comments about the Nick drop. Montre, Holland, Ron Leary, oh, Pete Carroll. Any Pete Carroll? That's what I said. Pete Carroll have an ass? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Cut that out. Turn that anyone into a drop. Anyone does about <laughs> Pete Carroll have an ass? <laughs> um, I, I really. I don't think Montre it would have Holland. been about an offensive lineman. I don't think really so. no because that's what there's that's why they're offensive linemen. But I think that's may may have been your point. Like no, I I, I bet it was like a, a linebacker or something. If somebody that was kind of just I don't know. I really don't know. But wanna, you say it so obviously. I want to know so. Yeah, he does. I do too. It's obvious that he. Has. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's an offensive line because you were saying like, well, no. of course he's an offensive lineman. No, I really don't think so. I, I somebody might remember this or I do. Doug, They're all saying. I think mean, all the fans are DeMarco. saying what it was. So. It's Demarco Murray. Ooh, that that might be it actually. What is, does anybody have any feelings about Demarco Murray? Yeah, but that drop's not handy. They <laughs> threw that one away. He's no longer on this team. <laughs> okay, guys. You're the director. They throw that stuff away. But oh, he somehow, has ass. somehow it just forever. disappears one day. Who knows? In order to take a step into the right direction and win the remaining the remaining games, which side needs to play better and consistent over that stretch? Cowboys offense or their defense? When you look at the teams that are going to have hey, to play, to I think four. it's going to have to be the defense. You got to win four in a row because. All those teams, yeah. most of those teams you play, except for the Giants, all the rest of those teams, the better, the better unit on those teams is their offense, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll say the defense too, because I mean, you'd like to think if, if Zeke can come back, and you know, let's not forget Zeke has not been very, he hasn't been that great in the first two games of the season, in e- either of the two, and this is this is a long enough break where. You know, it's it not might take over. him a couple. It might yeah, a little bit. You, to know, get back. you know, in Seattle's not not the easiest. I'm gonna say it's not a great place to start. Right. And I know he had over 100 yards against the Giants this year. So he, in the first game, but, but and he's played well against Seattle before. He what do you have well in the game? Last 30 year? against the Giants? The, no, in the opener, yeah. like 107. 107. Yeah, which gave him 115 for the first two games combined. Yep. So, <laughs> uh yeah, I think probably. The, I mean, I just. I their their offense has not been great, and the offense is the only like it's the great part of the team. That's the part that you're supposed to be able to lean on. But if the defense is playing well, hey, if special teams keeps coming through the way it did last week, that would be huge. That would yeah. be a big, but, big help for them. I mean, if if the defense plays the way it did during that three game stretch, then no offense in the world is going to be able to help them out. So I'd say defense. Okay, if the Cowboys win out and still don't make it to the playoffs, why can't they take some uh, from this season going into the next season? What can they take? Yeah. 
Well, they take that they're they're a pretty good football team. They're they're a seven and three football team when they have Zeke. That that's what they would be. Yeah, and I think they also could take the experience that they'll get with these young guys. Think about that secondary and those guys. I mean, they rebuilt that thing. They rebuilt the secondary this year. Um, and so, to be honest with you, they had to know coming into this year they were going to have some struggles in the secondary because there was relatively little experience. But if, as you expect this weekend, all three of those rookies will be out there and playing regularly, it's that you can't buy that kind of experience for first year guys on a team where, especially if you got if you get a string of wins with those guys out there. That'll build a lot of confidence going to next year for those young guys. So I think that could be very, very valuable to them. Take what you just said and apply it to Lyle Collins too, because yeah, I think he, good point. We, I mean, that was, it was right tackle and left guard. Like there's two big question marks. I, I don't consider right tackle a question mark anymore. I yeah. think he hasn't. I mean, he, he's not an all pro by any stretch, but he has more than held his own and has gained a lot of experience. And like I go into next season, like yeah, he's the right tackle. He's, yep. he's a pretty damn good right tackle. You feel the same way about left guard. I actually we answered that in the mailbag this morning. Um, it's the same thing as Hitch. If if Jonathan Cooper can be brought back for a good price, I'm all about it. I think he's played really well. Um, that you put this this line together for a second year, I think yeah. it might be really working. With I you. think I think that would be great. I also think that somehow offensive line should probably be addressed in the draft. I agree. Tackle, guard, whatever. Uh, starting left guard if you don't keep. Cooper, but definitely a swing tackle. Uh, that's something that I'm looking at for sure. But and those five, I feel really good about. To be honest with you, the other reason why I think you got to address what well, you should address swing tackle in the draft is because with the injuries that you've seen from Tyron Smith the last couple of years, absolutely, where those injuries are and the frequency of those injuries suggests that you better start thinking about what happens if at mm-hmm. some point it gets to the point where it's just he can't do it anymore. It's fine. I told – From an injury standpoint, not from a skill standpoint, just from an injury standpoint. I told Tyron that when he hurt his groin. Uh, I was like, I'm getting old, man. You got, like, all all these injuries. He's, he's like, come on, I'm like 27. I was like, yeah, you're, you've been in the league for like a decade, though. Like, you're yeah. ancient by football standards. So, And you would hope you still got another 10 years with him. I mean, that would be – that would be – an offensive lineman play a long time. But it's just when you when you got back injuries and they're continuing back problems, then I think you have to at least be thought thoughtful about what do you do in the event. It's like your car; you play. gotta be thinking about like maintenance and maintaining it and stuff like way before the problems actually happen. Right. Right. You know, this screams a scenario like Jalen Smith, but from the offensive tackle uh, standpoint, like I believe a few years ago, the, was it the Bengals that, that signed that guy from or drafted a guy from A and M? That was yeah. I can't pronounce his it name. It was a weird name. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Og- Ogbui or something. I was gonna like say Ogbui, but I don't yeah. know. That's not right. <laughs> something yeah, something like that. But- Cedric Ogbui wasn't wasn't that his name? You're the Aggie, Kent. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Offensive right. lineman. Yeah. Got it. Well, somebody he was like a first round talent, and 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 he was out for the year. Or the torn ACL was gonna miss the whole year or whatever. I could see Jerry doing something like that at tackle, going all right. Try to steal one in the second or third round. Somebody that would probably be drafted higher. He does that in all positions. But then, then you can get a talented player. I mean, heck, that's how they got Lyle Collins. They got Lyle Collins, who should have been a top ten pick. Yeah, but they didn't have to spend a draft pick on Lyle. no. Like, but, let's but get a, let's use a second round pick on a good player who can play right now. That's what I want. But but if you're talking about a tackle, you don't want that guy to play anyway. I know. I'm just. The the second round being the like adventure round is like I'm ready to get off that ride. I I am too. I am too. But if you're gonna draft an offensive tackle, your your hope is that it wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna play anyways. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I I'm with you on the 
on the trying to trying to steal picks all the time. Like, nah. yeah. but I mean, it, that's go back in the last ten years. I mean, seven or eight years. Everybody they draft is that way. Second yeah. round. Not even that. I mean, Des Bryant. I mean, he, I mean, they're trying to get steals. You know, some. I think it's all it all's the dominoes from Randy Moss. I, I think Randy Moss t- taught them. Hey, if you think the guy can be a star, then there's a good chance he will be. Don't be the guy that passed up on him. All right, let's get a uh, call from Spencer in Maryland. Spencer, what up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, uh, how are you? Big fan of the show. To all you guys, uh, Nick, Derek. Thank you. Uh, real quick question, kind of piggybacking from the show yesterday. Um, I know you guys have mentioned potential shakeups there, Brian. Look, guys, I'm a huge Garrett fan. I, I think his message is consistent. I think There's one. the guys do rally to what he says all the time. And not to talk out of both sides of the mouth here, but I think if the season goes down where the team doesn't make the playoffs or they go 10 and 6, and it just, or they don't go 10 and 6 and it doesn't look right, I think you have to consider certain shakeups, not so much at Garrett, but maybe looking around the league for other younger, more innovative options at coordinator whether it be defensive, maybe even with Eberflus. I just think they need to, if it doesn't go well, they need to kind of examine their staff options and what they do from there. Guys, as always, a big fan of the show. Th- thanks a lot for getting me through. And uh, I think <laughs> for a crazy prediction, I think they do win this week. Um, and as a weird prediction, I don't think that Eli finishes the game. Just a feeling. Mm, okay. But, all right, guys, as always, thanks a lot. Take care and have a good one. All right, all right. thanks for the call. A good prediction. I hope yeah. it's just a, like, benching and not like him carted off yeah, yeah. no I, yeah i think what he's saying is that there's it, it must be he's thinking there's going to be a blowout well he doesn't get hurt to, yeah that's what i'm saying so it's going to have to be one of those situations where it's a blowout and they're just like and yeah no put in davis in. webb because we're yeah which is probably how they should have managed that situation from yeah the very beginning. no they doubt about it out. But, i would be pissed and i would just go in and here's an inter- throw interception here you go, Cowboys. One, you think two. So? You think nah, he would that? never do that. He <laughs> would not. Last name still Manning. Like, that would be fun to watch, man. but yeah. he would not ruin his. Here's the question. Would they catch it? Uh, <laughs> That's wow. a good question. Hey, Xavier hey. Woods, wow. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Nah, those young guys. <laughs> they might. Those young guys are actually have. They got more interceptions. I mean, then more than we're used to seeing around here. I mean, average picks per game compare him any of those young guys with Scandrick. Yeah, I mean, Scandrick's played how many games? Got like seven picks, one hundred and thirty something games, and eight interceptions. I mean, how many dropped interceptions? Anthony Brown has three, three in almost two years, thirty yeah. games, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Lewis got one his first game, didn't he? This is, this is not a. Yeah, he did. Yeah, this is <laughs> so. not a um, not a great. He said something about the young coordinators. You know, I mean, you think about it. it. We always talk about 15 years ago, and you're like, well, the game has changed. It's more of a passing league. I mean, I bet you the game has changed way more than, like, Rod Marinelli's thought process and, like, philosophies and stuff like that have changed. So it kind of makes So it, are you saying he's a little bit outdated, maybe? I'm, I'm asking. I, I just yeah. want to be clear on what you're saying. I think so. I I, I think so. I, mean, I I think you need to have some some younger guys in here, younger – I mean – the game's evolved a lot, and there's there's new ways to do it. But, I mean, that's kind of the way it is across the board. It's not just the coaching staff. It's kind of that way across the board. So. Yeah. But I will say this. I mean, there's some really – some of the guys I still think are some of the best defensive minds in this country – I mean, this league are guys that have been around as long as Rod Marinelli, and they're still doing well. I mean, look at the Rams. I mean, 
Wade Phillips, everywhere he goes, That's his defense is legit, right? Tennessee's defense is still pretty good, right? I think these there's some of those guys that, that yeah. even though the game may have changed a ton, they still do the same sort of principles. Now, of course, I'm sure they've adapted over the yeah. years, but the way they believe in defense and their philosophies on defense are pretty consistent. Dom Capers the same way. And I I don't I mean they're still they're still doing really well, you know? If if they don't make the playoffs, I just I would imagine there will be some sort of shake up. Somebody's gotta take a fall. And it like it, it might not even be like like you're fired, like he's at it, but like, you know, somebody there'll be another job offering or or they'll let you know, they'll let somebody's contract expire. Like these guys only work on two years' contracts anyway. Are there any coaches' contracts that are up this year? It's not it's hard to know. They don't make them public. Okay. Um, I'm sure there are. I'm there positive there are there's always there are always so, contracts yeah. up. So I think the coaching staff will see some sort of change, if I had to guess. I don't know how drastic or how dramatic it'll be, but that would be my guess. Let's I think some may even part ways by their own will. Yeah, that. I mean, that too. That's If you have a contract, can you? No, um, but um, not necessarily. Well, it depends. I mean, unless the team wa- unless it's mutual, unless it, both right. sides say yeah, it right. very well can be mutual. Yeah, the only way you, the only way that the league cannot jump in is if you go take a head coaching job somewhere. Right. But if, I mean, there is there is a, a a misperception there that people think if you're a quality control coach and you want to be a defensive coordinator somewhere, like they don't have to let them out of the contract for that. The only way you have you can let them out of the contract or you have to is if they become a head coach. So. Most teams would probably allow head you coach to. Coach in is it head, it's head coach in the NFL, but I mean, I wonder if some linebackers coach wanted to be a head coach. I like it. Well, you know. there's no govern. The NFL doesn't govern college, so if you, it would be more of a legal thing. Can yeah. you get out of the contract? Yeah, the issue. Yeah. I don't think any team would do that. The guy wants to be a head coach in college. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what can you, I don't think they really could do anything other than try to hold him to the contract and, and this I'm saying there legal outs the but there may be legal outs legal ways to get out of the contract or whatever yeah. but who knows all right let's get our, our, predi- our predictions let's start with you amber who do you think is going to win this game um i'll just say whatever 2017 <laughs> inspired <laughs> 2017 i'm i'm gonna go for the cowboys but i think that the giants could very well win this game as well I'm not choosing both. I'm sticking with the Cowboys. I game. didn't say just anything. Stop it. You, I'm saying just in case. I didn't say anything. <laughs> no, but I'll go you with the Cowboys. You could tell what I was thinking, though. Yeah. <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel your vibes. But, yeah. And that's all I have okay. to say. I think this is going to be a really ugly game. Like, not, like we're gonna we're not going to be happy having watched this, if I had to guess. Just the weather and the teams involved. Uh, but I think the Cowboys are a better team. I think Jason Garrett's usually pretty good at stuff like this. That's you know his whole strength is keeping people on message, keeping people motivated. Um, I think I said my bold prediction is that Demarcus Lawrence is going to get three sacks. I think the Giants line is a mess. Uh, Eli doesn't have anywhere to throw the ball anyway, other than Evan Ingram. Uh, I think the Cowboys win twenty four ten. I my bold prediction is a is a defensive touchdown. I think this week, last week was special teams and defense is starting to get some picks. I could see they always seem to seem to make some defensive touchdowns up there. So I, I agree though, Dave. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think it'll be a little bit more field goals. So I think weird scores. I, I'm going to go Dallas twenty five Giants sixteen. All right. um, I think it's also going to be uh, an ugly game. I, I actually think this game is going to have a lot of weird moments, weird plays, weird scores. 
Um, but I think the Cowboys end up winning it. I do think the Giants for most of the game, even at some points, maybe are up. But I think that that's going to be a much closer game than what the final score might indicate. Um, it'll still be within seven, though. I think the final score is 16-10. I think Cowboys get a win. Um, and at least keep their hopes alive for one more week. We'll see how it goes. Sounds so uplifted right there and inspired. <laughs> I really wanted Atlanta to lose. I know you did. Oh, well. All right. We're gonna, uh, we'll are gonna be back on Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?